You're listening to This Hong Kong Life, a podcast of stories and conversations with everyday youth across Hong Kong. Every week, we bring you episodes that reflect the unique bilingual nature of our city's culture, sharing the voices and thoughts of young people growing up and living in the city we call home. Hi, everyone. My name is Skye, and I'm from Kelly, but I'm here with a friend today. Nathaniel or Nathan, how would you like to be introduced? Hi, I would like to be called Nathaniel. Beyond this time, if we weren't in this situation in general, what do you think young people really need support in the most? Or even like you and your peers? Yeah, I think young people definitely need guidance and help to be able to think critically. I think it's very easy for us to just follow whatever is the best option it seems on the surface available to us so as a secondary school student for example it could just be to do well in your studies get all the right grades get into uni and then get a job after that and that seems pretty straightforward in a way if you can do it but i think there's a lot more to the world now especially since with technology and how everything's just a lot faster there's a lot more transition in between jobs even and the way you see life and i think a lot of young people just really need help to open their eyes really to be able to see the world for what it is to make their own decisions and not be swayed by media for example that easily like they must be able to understand you know what sources are perhaps more authentic where the bias might be coming from and then be able to evaluate it properly and talk with their friends about it even so encouraging them to be able to communicate and to be able to judge critically the things around them and make decisions from that i think that's the single biggest thing that youth need these days yeah yeah that's really so true so one of the things that we often hear about is that in hong kong young people in general are really like they're bored like there's not enough for hong kong youth to do is this something that you would agree with i think it's really hard to just pigeonhole all hong kong youth into like that one sort of category I think there are a lot of youth that I've been surprised by who have managed to find their own interests and pursue them relentlessly and then from there just really flourish. But I do agree that a lot of Hong Kong youth may be affected just from my own experience by the way our education system is run. I think a lot of people have been able to recognize that. But there are a lot of reasons behind that. But what I could observe is that I think, as I said before, youth in Hong Kong may be less geared towards pursuing their own hobbies and interests versus sort of just following what maybe their parents want them to do and following the plan of best, you know, probability of success to get a good job and there are so many reasons behind it they might want to just lift their their family out of poverty for example to find a good life for themselves and that's just the way the situation is so when you were younger and you guys were bored what are some other things that you would do to kind of have fun well looking back at my primary school sort of situation i think loads of my most vibrant days so i'll probably talk about that i had a really unique primary school experience i was grouped up with a bunch of naughty kids just like me and we had a brilliant campus on top of a hill that used to be like a sort of uh, a battleground of sorts for the british i forgot what the word was but so it, like it's an actual designated space in hong kong where there was a battleground 
Yeah, well, it was a fort. Yeah, that's the word. It was a fort. And so we had like a cannon pointing out over the waters and we had like random walls around the campus grounds that made really fun to just jump around and quite dangerous actually. It's not the same way it was before now. That's incredible that we even have a, a school like that in Hong Kong. It is, yeah. And I'm super thankful that my parents brought me there. But yeah, we used to do a lot of crazy stuff. We used to actually after school we used to pick up a lot of the big red flowers that used to be really damp and soaked up all of the water and the dew. And it used to be soggy and gross and we actually used to throw them at people. <laughs> like not even people we knew. It was so bad. But we also threw them at each other, of course, you know, fair play, right? We used to have like a tree house and one of the more interesting stories is we used to have people, the kids who could climb the tree house and the kids who couldn't. Which one were you? I was one of the group that could climb the tree house, thankfully. <laughs> And so we used to almost employ other kids who couldn't climb to sort of gather weapons that we could use to pelt other kids with. So it could be the flowers that I mentioned, which were absolutely disgusting. Can't, can't imagine, to be honest, if you haven't like actually felt them before. Really soft, squishy. And then uh, we also had like nuts as well. They were hollow, they weren't rocks. So it was like safer to throw around. It was like on the margins of being dangerous. And we used to gather buckets of those and just pelt them at each other. And we used to just do them every recess. <laughs> and then we'd go into class and the teachers would just turn a blind eye to it. It's like, yeah, kids will be kids. That's actually really nice to hear, you know, a little bit of a different experience growing up in Hong Kong and attending a primary school. You know, most primary school students now, like if you think about it, they're inundated with homework, not even able to go out as much. And for you to have such an amazing school campus, uh, I think we need to start recommending people to send their kids to that school. <laughs> But um, yeah, I guess, you know, as we wrap up our conversation, and thank you so much for sharing this today. During this time where uh, everybody has been going through social distancing but also just with the changes in your own life like what are some of the things that have been on your mind during this COVID-19 period? I think it was the, the things on my mind are mostly to just figure out what to do with all the time that I have on hand and sure there are a lot of projects that I want to work on to develop my own skills improve my own musical talents for example to learn new skills that I haven't really been able to brush up on before such as video editing and stuff like that which can be insanely useful in the future those are my, the main things I sort of want to spend my time on these days and just figuring that out but I think I've also been spending a lot of time with my family which I actually think is the most important thing I've been doing in this situation. Just enjoying time with my mom, especially being able to talk about all sorts of topics with her that I normally wouldn't have been able to just because of all the time that we have in our hands. And we also have a car at home actually that I'm able to borrow from my dad. And I just take my family around and go to places that are really nice. I've, we've discovered so much nature in Hong Kong. I think if you really Google it, search it up and go visit, you'll be surprised at how much there is around the place. And this is just something that anyone can do with their families, essentially, you know, find a, a nice secluded area and spend some time with them and talk with them. And I think that's the best thing anyone could do. Yeah. It's really cool to hear that you have such a fantastic relationship with your parents. Uh, I wanted to ask because actually a lot of young people may not have that same good relationship. As a young person yourself, what do you think you guys can do in terms of building that relationship with your parents specifically? Yeah, I think there's so much that we can do. But for me, it was recognizing that the fact that my parents weren't perfect people. And I think a lot of onus tends to go on the parents to treat their youth right. And rightly so, because they're the ones who have seen more of the world. And they were the ones who gave birth to their kids. 
And so there's obviously a responsibility there. But as youth, it's so important to know that there's so much that we can do as well. I think the best thing that I did as a young child was to listen more to my parents and not listen as to obey everything, but rather to really understand and try to understand where they're coming from, why they're trying to say the things that they do. And a lot of the stuff that I found irritating and I found that I hated, actually, I found out stemmed from their love for me. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they're doing it the best way. I think there are a lot of times where the way my parents showed love was not the way I wanted to receive it. But recognizing that they're trying to show love and then trying to reciprocate and then sort of adjust to each other. I think that is so important in any sort of relationship, I think, and especially with my parents. Yeah. So as, as Chinese, you know, culturally, we don't often express our emotions. So we usually follow what our family does. But if our family culture isn't one that expresses emotions or feelings, how can we get to a place where you would feel comfortable to share your feelings and address and adjust those emotions like you were saying earlier? Mm. I think it definitely takes time and it really takes effort and persistence to gradually chip away at it. I think as a similar sort of situation of my father, he's definitely less open to expressing vulnerable emotions than my mother is. And so just chipping away at that and trying to make conversation with him, even though it might not necessarily be the most comfortable thing in the world to do. And I think that makes a gradual difference. It's a subtle difference. It's really hard to change, like sometimes perceptions that have been there and deep rooted in culture, like you mentioned, or in our family. It's, it can be very difficult, but making the effort to do so, trying to be understanding and just being open-minded. And you know, you don't have to force it necessarily all the time. If you need a break from it, you always have your friends you always have other people maybe around you and so draw from their support as well yeah is there a conversation in mind that you've experienced with your father that you felt like was breakthrough for you that encouraged you to keep striving for a better relationship not necessarily a single conversation but he really opens up whenever we eat afternoon tea together which is incredible like he has this favorite restaurant he goes to and i always hop on the chance to eat with him there because it is at that moment where I feel we really open up and talk over food and he's really happy to do that as well most of the time and I get to challenge him about everything from small to big like from the way education has been going to you know you should do some exercise kind of thing you know trying to because that's him. a good time where he feels comfortable to exactly. have a conversation exactly yeah so just both of us being comfortable there I think that's such a big thing yeah well, that's incredible thank you so much for sharing yeah Thank you so much for joining us today, Nathaniel. It's awesome that you are healthy, you know, in this time, no longer affected by TV, but also wish you luck as you go into finding a job. And one big takeaway tip from Nathaniel is uh, just really treasure the time that you're spending with your family. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, See you later. You. See you next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening. This Hong Kong Life is an initiative of Kelly Support Group. We are a youth organization empowering young people to reach their full potential in Hong Kong. See you next time.